Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. I'm Amanda Quinn. And I'm Laura Jackson. And guys, on today's podcast, we are talking about fitness. So we are going to talk specifically about this thing that I don't even understand, which is how people can skip leg day. <laughs> I, the reason why I say I don't understand it is because I love leg day. Like, Laura, I don't know about you, but leg day is actually my favorite. Well, now I've been doing the type of training that we've been talking about lately, which is like the fat training, which is the peripheral heart action training. I've been doing that a lot lately. But even before I did that, when I was just doing training days of like upper or lower, very specific muscle groups, leg day was always my favorite. Like I was always hoping, like I wanted to do leg day every day. Do you love leg day or do you find it's like a love-hate vibe with it for you? Um, well, I love it too, but it definitely, like most people don't like it because it's hard. Like it's way harder than upper body. So like I find that, yeah, like, I don't know. I also have been switching up my workouts too. So I'm doing more of like the PHA training and mixing in more leg days throughout the week. Whereas before I would do like a straight split. So I do like three days of upper body two days of lower body, but yeah. now I almost do like my four or five days. I'm doing upper and lower in each workout. Exactly. So, I mean, some people like, depending if you're listening to this, it just depends on what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I personally love leg day, but it definitely is like, it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's hard, especially if you start really like pushing yourself and like what you should be doing if you're lifting heavy. But like also just like if you're, you know, if you're really trying to like challenge your body, yeah, it can definitely be hard. Like I sweat like <clears throat> way harder if I was just doing leg day versus like if I was doing like, uh, you know, like shoulders and biceps or something like definitely my leg day makes me like taxed out, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, I love that feeling and I love the burn. So, but what we're going to talk about today is the reasons why you guys need to stop skipping leg day. So even if you are someone who is on the opposite end of the spectrum than me, where you're like, I don't like leg day. I don't enjoy it at all. Um, I want to talk to you guys about some of the top reasons why you need to keep incorporating leg day. And even if you do not like it, and, you know, the main reason why, in my opinion, and everything kind of boils down to this for me usually, is that it reduces risk of injury. And, you know, and I think about this, and it also helps to build muscle and stability for your knees. Because this is the thing, guys, like you often hear people say like, oh, well, you know, um, I can't do squats, or I can't do this, or I can't. And I know that there are people that have like true injuries and I get it. Like, and that, that's when you're in like your rehab mode. But like sometimes when you're doing certain movements, I know even in the beginning when I started lifting heavier, I would feel it a little bit in my knees and I would feel it a little bit like, you know, um, my ankles actually used to get really, really sore when I first started lifting heavy. And it was actually just stabilizing muscles that were being built because I wasn't used to lifting that heavy. And so your stabilizers have to actually be strengthened as well by lifting and using your legs and lifting heavier. You're actually going to build those stabilizing muscles, which will then support all of your joints. So they will actually support your knee and they will support your ankles. And I've noticed such a huge difference in myself and in my body um, with those stabilizing muscles. So if you are someone who is not 
someone who already had an injury or has an injury now, I'm talking specifically about somebody who is like, when I do this, it kind of aches and it kind of hurts a little, like it has that achy joint feeling that could be a reflection of just needing more strength in your stability muscles, in your stabilizers. And in that case, keep going. I wouldn't say go like heavier and heavier, kind of build that muscle so that you can build that strength and stability. And then from there, you can start increasing it as the pain and sort of decreases. Um, the other thing too, is that it does help prevent injuries, right? Because what you, um, so, you know, basically the, according to the American Council of Exercise, that when you are doing leg day, you're actually, it is one of the best ways to avoid an ACL tear. And I hear ACL, like when we were teaching bootcamp classes, I would hear so many people that would like, like not like hundreds, but like definitely a lot of women that were dealing with ACL issues, um, either past or current or <laughs> anything like that. And so it's like having strong legs means that you're mo much more, uh, <laughs> much less likely, not more likely, less likely to seriously injure yourself, um, especially when it comes to your ACL, according to the American Council of Exercise. So it's just like, if that's not reason enough just to like, A, get rid of those achy joints and pain, like in your ankles and your knees, or to help you avoid possible injury while you're lifting or doing sports or any other activities. Like for me, that's like the number one. Like, I think that that's like avoiding injury in my body is probably the most important thing. But I think that's where a lot of people, they end up kind of have this love hate or end up not really getting into leg day. Cause a lot of times what we would hear too, even in our boot camp or in classes would be like, you know, doing squats really bothers my knees, doing lunges really bothers my ankles, yes. doing X, Y, Z. And it, so then what ends up happening is people tend to shy away from doing them because they think actually I'm going to do more harm than good. And yeah. that's why it's really important. And we've talked about this a lot before of, I always think getting a personal trainer when you're first starting out, even if you just do like one or two sessions mm -hmm. to go through not only proper form with you, but also if there are variations or modifications that maybe you do need to do instead of those exercises. Because I find that some people, it's like, even my mom, she's like, you know, squats really bother my knees. So she doesn't do them at all. But then I'm like, but mom, you know, you do still need to work on strengthening your lower body. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially too, because my mom has a lot of, she, well, she used to have a lot of like back injuries. Her back would go out and things like that. So anything yeah. in your posterior chain, of course, helps and through your core helps your back. So in a lot of the lower body exercises, people don't realize too, also are major core building exercises like squats mm -hmm. and deadlifts and stuff like that. So I think it's just kind of like if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, well, you know what? I already have an injury or it hurts me too much to do this. Then yeah. go and see a personal trainer and get that like just even one to two sessions. They can walk you through. They'll watch your form. They'll make sure everything's set up. And then you feel comfortable doing it on your own or finding those alternatives. Because I think for me, and this is on the kind of other side, yours is more injury. Mine is like... My big thing why you should not skip leg day is because I think that when I'm working out, I want to burn the most amount of calories. The quickest. That's my second point. <laughs> yeah. Like mine is all about efficiency and vanity. So I'm like, A, I want to look good, which lower body exercises really, really, of course, build the shape in your muscles. Mm -hmm. um, like if you want a big butt or a tight butt, or if you want, you know what I mean? Like leaner, longer looking legs. But the second thing is I'm like, if you are skipping leg day, the reason why it's harder, of course, is because it expends more energy. 
And yep. expending more energy is burning more calories. So when you go in to do a leg workout and you're working your big muscle groups, like your glutes, like your glutes are the biggest muscle group in your body. They burn yeah. a lot of calories every time you activate them. So like when you're doing your glutes or you're doing quads or any of like your hamstrings, all of that is considered lower body. Calves, not so much of a big burner, but they're kind of like involved in everything. Yeah. But do yeah. You, sorry, as a side note, do you specifically target your calves? Because like I, I generally don't. I find, I don't know why, I just find that it's not like a muscle group that I specifically target because I feel like it's targeted in all my other things, like when I do leg press and things like that. But I was just curious. No, totally. I Sometimes I will. Like sometimes I'll do, if I'm doing the leg press, I will do- Oh, like the little calf raises. Yeah. Calf raises. Or <laughs> I'll do- Doing the same hand motion. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll do like standing calf raises sometimes, but I'm the same. And like I already, I naturally have strong calves big, yeah. and big calves. So like I don't from- you know, an aesthetic perspective, I don't really need to work to tone them. And I find that, yeah, they're worked in pretty much everything else. Cause I do a lot of yeah. stair climbing for my cardio too. And, um, yeah, definitely. Like I do lower body quite a lot. Yeah. I was just curious, but yeah, no, that was actually point number two. So the mind's definitely about injury is like my number one, but like hand in hand kind of is, is the calorie burn one as well. Because I think that it's like the, you know, definitely injury for me. I'm always just focused on that because I don't want to ever be injured and not be able to perform because it's the same feeling I have whenever I'm like even sick with a cold and I can't do a workout. I'm like frustrated and I can't imagine feeling that if I had an injury that like prevented me from doing anything at all for a long period of time, it would really overwhelm me. Yeah. Um, but definitely the calorie run is like hand in hand with it because it's like, why wouldn't you want to get more bang for your buck? Why wouldn't you want to get like, you know, they basically like bigger muscles, like you said, produce more significant returns in regards to heart rate and fat burn. Right. And so when you're using your big muscle groups, you are going to be burning a ton more calories. It's also um, proven that when you're doing leg workouts, it requires the greatest amount of work from your heart and your brain. So like your brain is actually involved in it. And this is one of the things too, like when you're working out guys, and this is like a little side note, when you're doing a workout, I know oftentimes we want to be doing workouts and just be like watching television or just like not really paying attention. You're just kind of like staring around, just like moving through the motion try to get really focused when you're actually doing the movement, put your brain into the muscle. And I know it sounds weird to say that, but like meaning focus on the muscle that you're actually working. Do you actually feel the right muscle burning? So if you're not sure, if you're not sure and say you're using machines in the gym, okay. And you're using the leg press. We'll just use that as the example. And you're like, I don't know if I'm feeling in the right place. Look on every single one of those machines guys is like a little picture and it'll show you the muscle groups that you should be working. So if you're not feeling that burn in that muscle group and you're feeling it somewhere else. So for example, oftentimes you'll hear people like say like, Oh, I'm feeling it in the front of my legs, which is your quadricep instead of in their hamstrings, which is something that used to happen to me whenever I would squat. I would do squats. I would always be firing through my quads, not my hamstrings. And that's not correct. Like you, you'll definitely feel it in all of your legs, but you should really be feeling majority of the work in your hamstrings during certain squat positions. And it's like, I had to start getting really, really connected to paying attention to my form to get my mind and my body connected so that I could actually feel the muscle correctly. So start paying attention to that because you want to also make sure that like you're doing the movement correctly. Cause if you're not doing it correctly, then you're not going to get the benefits that you're looking for from that actual exercise. 
So look at that and sort of pay attention to that, but put your brain into it and don't just kind of move the muscle, like move the weights around. Don't be swinging them around. And to be honest, if you're lifting heavy enough that you're challenging yourself, you probably aren't thinking about anything else, but what you're doing at that moment, because you're really focused on, on that actual movement. You're not like thinking about dinner or anything else. You're literally just focused on like how many more reps you have and really focused on exactly what it is that you're doing. Your body is physically exerting. Well, yeah, because we tend to be, I mean, I'm more quad dominant too. So like even when I, unless I really focus on my glutes in squats, then Mm -hmm. for me, it literally will just shift to be all quads, even though, well, squats are actually a very quad dominant exercise naturally. Yeah. Um, But the one thing too, that I actually recently was learning, this is kind of a side note, is just even the way that we come up and the way that we thrust. So a lot of people will see doing squats and they'll push up and then like squeeze their butt super high and lock out their hips, right? Like mm-hmm. down and like push all the way up. But yeah. for women, I was actually just recently talking to, um, well, not so recently, I was at the conference, the Camden Pro Conference, and talking to Sam, um, I can never say her last name, Mopati. Oh, Mopati Wynn from yeah. uh, Belly Zinc. From yeah. Belly Zinc. And she was talking a lot about diastasis recti and like the pelvic floor and how it's actually really stressful for women to lock out at the top because actually what you're doing is pu- pushing your pelvic floor forward. So anyway, side note for that. But um, <clears throat> I find that I'm like naturally like that too. So I have to really be focusing on number one, warming up properly for the lower body. And then number two, really put my mind in the muscle when I'm working it because um my quads have always naturally been stronger and then my butt gets basically when you're more dominant it's almost like one muscle just gets lazy and lets the other one do the work because it's stronger right but then you end up getting these like super strong quads and then you have a really weak butt yeah but but that's why too just going back the whole thing it's not even just the calories you burn during your workout it's also after it's it's also after but it's also building lean muscle mass and this is huge guys this is like the secret weapon when it comes to long-term fat loss yeah and so many people they just think about what the calories they burn in their workout Mm -hmm. and about their actual workout they don't think about the long-term results because of course long-term is not sexy we want short-term stuff but like when you're thinking about okay i'm now building up the biggest muscles in my body which are the biggest fat burners so now i'm carrying more lean muscle mass which is going to help with hormonal balance which Mm -hmm. is key in long-term fat loss I'm also going to be uh, increasing my metabolism because now the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn even at rest. Um, and it's the easiest, like I'm, honestly, it's easier to build upper body, uh, lower body strength too, and more muscle in the lower body because we have more muscle down there. And especially for women than the upper body. So if you're spending all your time doing upper body, cause you know, maybe you want some more shaped arms and things like that, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for you than it is to build the lower body. So that's why when it comes to leg day, it's like you do not want to skip it for not even just calorie burn during that, but because now you literally are turning yourself into a fat burning machine for the longer. <laughs> so that's one thing I always say because it's still, there's still this myth, especially for women that when it comes to weightlifting, like even I was recently talking to this lady at my gym and she was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, she's like, are you always like, you seem to really know what you're doing. Like every time you're in here, you come in, you've got like a plan, whatever. And I'm like, well, and I was telling her, yeah, you know, I work in the industry and I've been working out for a long time, but it wasn't always like that for me either. Like I didn't feel totally comfortable. Yeah. And we got into the, the conversation about weights and she was still lifting these tiny little five pound weights. And I'm like, you have got to 
you know, get over this fear that you're going to get bulky because you're not going to. And I'm like, you need to be building this muscle, especially as females and especially as females who are getting into their 40s and 50s, because every year we lose muscle mass at an increased rate after the age of 40. So we've got to work extra hard to keep it up. Definitely. No, no. And that's such a solid point because it's like, if you want to have strength long-term, if you want to have the like mobility and ability long-term, you have to build that strength and continue to build it and continue to like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not like honor it, but like maintain it. You know what I mean? Like you you have to, you don't use it, you lose it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's something that I think, you know, and I'm super passionate about this is because I don't believe in age, right? Like, cause there's your biological yeah. age and then there's your actual, like, like chronological, chronological age, age because mm-hmm. we of course can completely transform our bodies by the moves that we do, by the foods that we consume, by our habits, by our mental health, by all that stuff. It can literally age you or make you younger. Right. Mm-hmm. So the number on the calendar doesn't matter, but we've lived in a society where it's so normal. People think, oh, as women get older, they should gain weight or they will gain weight. Like it's just this thing that you, oh, of course I'm over 50. I'm going to have all the extra belly fat because I'm going through menopause. You know what I mean? Or that like, oh, I should be on medications in my sixties and seventies. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like I will get cancer or I will, all these things are just like, it's like we kind of started to think that that's just the natural thing. Whereas it's crazy how much control that we have by just knowing what to do. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people, they don't think of, oh, it's just, you know, going to the gym is for younger people or for people who are, you know, vain or people who have a lot of time or all of this stuff, but it's not yeah. the case. It's actually preventative medicine. That's what mm-hmm. you're doing here there. A hundred percent. I even say that to our trainers, like the people that are taking our program, like our fitness and nutrition expert program, I always say like, you know, when, and this is totally like a side note, but I, I talk to them a lot about, and it just goes on what you were saying that, you know, when they're pricing their programs out or when they're talking to clients about the value that they're providing, I'm like, remind yourself guys, like what you're doing is you're helping people change their lives because you're providing them long-term health benefits. You are actually preventative medicine for their life. You are helping them prevent all of these potential diseases and, you know, unhealthy habits and behaviors as they get older. And so value that. And so even as you are looking, if you're listening now and you're like, okay, I think I am going to go get a trainer. And I think I am like, understand that, you know, sometimes, yes, it is a little bit of like a investment in the beginning, but it's an investment for long-term for yourself. So don't shy away from it just because of the short-term investment for the long-term benefits. Mm Well, that's what I was even saying to someone the other day. I was like, you know, most gym memberships now, I still do believe though that gym memberships should be covered by insurance or by, you know what I mean? Like they cover all these prescription drugs, but they don't cover a nutritionist and a personal trainer, which I think is insane. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Total BS. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, but even if you think about it, like, you know, most gym memberships now, you can get some really cost effective ones. So for like, even 40 or $50 a month. And right now some people might be like, well, I don't have an extra 40 or $50 a month, but you know, it's, that's as little as like not going to the movies once or like changing, <laughs> buying. <That's crazy. laughs> no, but like for a family, like not going to the movies. No, I know, but I'm saying like, that's crazy that it's so expensive to do certain things like that. Yeah. Or just like changing your brands. Like maybe you're going to buy the no name brands of rice instead of like whatever, you know, like there's small shifts that can happen, but you have to start to see it as a priority not as something that you just, you know, do as like start and stop for, I want to look, look good in a bathing suit. 
which is a great benefit too. You want to feel confident as well. But um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so important. And that's my side rant on health. (laughs) In addition to not skipping leg day. But it fits totally perfectly into this. Um, And well, really, I mean, to wrap this up, my final point as to why you shouldn't uh, skip leg day is that it increases your range of motion and helps you to reduce overall pain, especially lower back pain. Because I know, Laura, you were just talking earlier about your mom and you were saying like your mom had, she suffers from lower back pain. So do I remember, like, I don't know if you remember, but there was a point in time, guys, where I, I'm not joking, it was about a year and a half long that even standing still made me cry. So like I'd be making dinner and I would be crying in pain because my lower back was so, it was hurting so badly. And I didn't know what it was and I went to see, and I'll tell the guys the story really quickly because it's important to understand the, the process that I went through. So I went through this process and the only, like I went to go see a sports um, medicine doctor. I went to see a physiotherapist. I went to see a Cairo. I went to see, um, we did like, like CAT scan, not CAT scans. We did uh, MRIs. We did like all of these crazy tests. We did muscle tissue testing where they actually like put, you have to like lay perfectly still. And then they put these needles, this huge needle into your muscle. And then they wait to see if it reacts or doesn't react to see if there's like some sort of disconnect between like if it's having a spasm or not. So you have to stay perfectly still. And it was so funny because when I went to it, um, I had just finished doing a plyometric workout like an hour before that. So my muscles wouldn't stop spasming. So they couldn't get proper reads. So they just kept like putting all these needles in me and they're like, oh my gosh, relax. I'm like, I am relaxed. <laughs> and, like I couldn't relax. Like it was so weird because my muscles just kept like, even though on the surface, they didn't look like they were spasming underneath. They were like freaking out, right? Because yeah. of the like plyometric work. So it was really funny. But anyways, um, my whole point being though, is I did all of these tests and I had, I was a year and a half of just crazy pain. And all my doctors kept saying like, they didn't know what was wrong. Cause there was nothing that actually happened. There was no accident. There was nothing. I just woke up one day and it was just like super painful. And you know, one of the things that, um, my doctor said was like, okay, well you just, you know, you have to stop working out for a while. You have to stop doing everything. And that made me feel really anxious. Like that made me freak out. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. So then I noticed though, that every time I was in movement was when I was actually not in pain. Mm -hmm. It was only when I was standing still or when I was trying to sleep that I was in pain. And I know, you know, my doctor was trying to tell me like, he's like, I don't really know what to do. We could do back surgery. And I was like, I don't want to have back surgery. And like, cause it was showing that my um, L4 was a little bit out of alignment, but I'm like, I don't want to have back surgery. Like I'm not interested in that at all. Like I've got to figure out a way to heal this. And one of the ways that healed it was doing a lot of yoga doing a lot of forward bending. I just avoided a lot of back bending because at the time my back that was putting pressure on my L4. Um, so like doing any kind of bridges or anything, I just would avoid those and I would just kind of do different movements to like open up. But also it was heavy lifting. It was starting to strengthen my hips and my back and my legs through using muscle, um, through using heavy weights because building that muscle actually helps you to increase your, uh, like doing certain movements, like, um, I say forward bending in yoga, but it's like, um, straight like deadlifts or doing lunges and things like mm-hmm. that actually increase your mobility in your body. And so by doing that, I was able to increase the mobility and I was able to reduce the stress on my back because I was building up muscles, my supportive muscles in my body. So that it was like taking all that pressure out of my back and actually like strengthening my muscles so that it was like no more just pain. And it was also like, increasing my fat burn. So then also reducing any fat on my like core and everything else that was also taking away a lot of the pressure on my back. 
And so, yeah, well, that's where I think for, because again, going back to it, one, like when it comes to leg day, yes, it is a huge calorie burn. Yes. It's for injury. Yes. But we have to remember that the most important exercises that we do, and this is my opinion, are the ones that mimic functional movements. So functional movements are the things we do every single day. So for example, climbing the stairs, we just take that as like a natural you know, a natural thing that we do. Right. But that activates all <laughs> Most of our body. <laughs> well, that's just it. And it's like, you know, unless you live obviously in a house, you have to go up and down stairs. Then a lot of times most people don't even take the stairs, but those are the types of exercises that of course, like a squat or the stair master or things like that are mimicking. So when we're doing things that are going to help make our daily lives easier, especially as we age, or especially as we're going through, like, you know, lifting down, going down, lifting to pick up a box, you know, that's something that you could easily throw your back out or easily hurt yourself if you don't have the strength to do it. And I've seen so many people like just one little twinge and then they've like screwed up their whole, their whole back. Okay. And a lot, and a lot of times it's, it's because they don't have that muscle to support them. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And, you know, and the whole reason why I shared that story about mine is just that, you know, at the time, like I said, my doctor, he was great. Don't get me wrong, but his advice and my physiotherapist's advice was stop all activity. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, I'm like, well, what would have happened? Like they were trying to give me meds. I refused the meds like for pain. And then, you know, but I'm like, what would have happened if I would have just listened? Like if I would have just listened to that and then stopped all movement, I would have been probably like super depressed, overweight, um, uncomfortable, and like just so weak. You know what I mean? Like I feel so strong. And it's interesting when you start strengthening your body, just how much you can see, like how resilient you become and how much more um, your ability increases. So I'm not saying that that is the solution for everybody. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm just suggesting that that was what worked for me was actually just figuring out movement that would help me strengthen the muscles that I needed to be able to support my back so that I could then take away that pain and reduce it. And it's interesting because recently I wasn't lifting heavy lower. You know that I was like just working out at home again because my schedule was just getting crazy and whatever. And I noticed a difference in, I was starting to get that same pain in my back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh Oh, I have to go back to the gym <laughs> and like start lifting heavier again. Cause I was just doing a lot of body weight stuff again at home. And I was like, even though that's good and that's amazing and moving your body is great. That's not good for my body. That's not what my body needs. And so, um, anyways, guys, that is our, that is our podcast for today to talk about why you shouldn't skip. Your Do not leg skip leg day. day. So, <laughs> Again, it's just like calorie burn, reducing pain, helping with like mobility and everything else. So like, it's amazing. Even if you're like, I don't like it, maybe you just find the movements that you really do like, or like start slow, break it down. Even if you just do like what we do, which is like the fat training. So the purple heart action training where you do like only three leg movements and then you do like three upper body in the day. So you could split it up and like make it not as overwhelming, whatever you need to do, but don't skip those movements guys. Cause they're so, so important. Mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening today. And of course, we love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, comments, anything else, please email us at info at You could also make sure that you um, comment below this, or if you could share our podcast, like our podcast, leave us a review. We would appreciate it so much. All right. And ooh, of course, yeah. lastly, any certificate, if you're looking to get certified, we have yes. our upcoming programs with Fitchix Academy. Check us out at fitchixacademy.com and you can download our free brochures for our upcoming certifications in both fit, fitness and nutrition. 
Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.